You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This bar is tended by the founders of the American Association of Whiskey Peeps. The statue-loving historian himself, Trico, brings you the facts one indictment at a time. Foxy Babe's staff keeps the boys in line. And of course, the color man, Big Dev, and his old Roman mind. So fill your glass with rye and raise it up on high, because this is your shot of history. Welcome back to Shot of History. I'm your co-host, Strike. I'm Stephanie. I'm Big Dev. Tia. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute, that's not me. <laughs> so we were at Philly Comic Con. Me and Devs, one of the first times I really got to hang out with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, our buddy Jason Clark tagged him as me in a, a photo. <laughs> so that was our gag for like the whole rest of the con was I was him, and he was me. <laughs> and and you are. Uh, this is Wookie Will, backed by Popular Man. I was mm-hmm. such a uh, such a uh, great guest the last couple episodes that the guys asked me back on again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, was just, I was so happy with that. Weeks and weeks <laughs> apart. When I got the call, I was just like, oh, yes. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> really, we just had a hankering for pizza again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is getting costly. <laughs> <laughs> and we also have with us as our, as our guest historian. Yeah. This week, yeah. Ellie. Oh, hey, it's me again. I'm the least surprising turn of events. <laughs> <laughs> you keep booking us together. <laughs> I know. This is like you're trying to tell us something. <laughs> hey, we just like to have cool people on our show. Yeah. yeah. So far, so good. You know, mm-hmm. think I think we've done well. Yes, very well. <laughs> I mean, I think so. <laughs> I might be biased. I don't know about but... that Calvin guy. But, you know. <laughs> oh, Kelvin. <laughs> now he's going to show up at the studio because yeah. you said his name. And it's like a bat signal. You say Kelvin's name and he's, he's like, someone needs me. Well, he's standing probably, in the mirror. Okay, he's probably at home times. right now doing some home repair, listening to the app, just having to open on his phone. Yeah. <laughs> One of two things is going to happen. Either he's going to show up now in the middle of this episode or he's going to show up when it airs and no one's going to be here. <laughs> Oh my god, that'll be a beautiful thing. Comes in, where are they at? We're talking shit, where are they at? <laughs> we'll do it too. Oh man, that is amazing. Thanks for having so me. So before oh. Oh. Real quick guys, I gotta apologize. I forgot that this show is not recorded live. <laughs> so we were live? We were live for that opening. Oh, yeah, oh that's fine. Live. There's nobody cool else that. in the airwaves anyway right, right. right now. So it's Saturday. Feel free to call in, uh, <laughs> listeners, since we're live. Um, I'm so used to running my, the board for my live show. <laughs> I uh, just follow right. the motions. I dig it. We've never been live. We should, you know, one of these days yeah. we should do a live show. Oh, my God. From the now. studio. From the studio. And make sure that we promote it highly and, like, put out the number for the studio because I bet you we get a ton of calls. At least well, 10. Yes. Every one of our listeners. Let's say you guys are live right now. The, the, the call What's the number is right on the door there. Uh, it is 248-579. Five two nine five. So yeah, give us a give us a call. Let us know what you're call drinking. Call in. Tell yeah. me how I'm wrong about shit. <laughs> and, uh, then we can hang up on you. It'll be great. Click. Tell me how to pronounce things so, <laughs> that I should not say. <laughs> Before we get into our topic, which is the Titanic. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Like the legit Titanic, not the movie. Thank God. There's going to be no Leo DiCaprio 
Showing up. Well, I'm out. I'm leaving. Ah, everybody's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> Crickets. There's no Kate Winslet. Oh, damn. I know. I'm more upset about that, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but before we do that, we have to do our customary shot mm-hmm. for every show. <laughs> every show, there's a shot, and sometimes extra if there's an indictment. Yeah. Yep. So here's uh, to being live, I guess. Are yeah. we live now? Will? Are, we're yes, still we're live? live. How does this oh, live thing work? Not, that just means <laughs> oh, everybody can hear us on, on the app. Yeah. If you're someone's tuning in on the app right now, they can hear us. Yep. Sweet. All right. Cheers, so dude, here's to being live yes. for the first time ever. To being live. Cheers. On the Podcast Detroit Network. You know, I don't know if it's safe for us to be live because we've been drinking for a while. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be saucy as shit. Day drinking on a Saturday. We should, you know, if, if we're going to be oh, live, we should probably blast that on social media while we're talking. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we start talking about the Titanic and I will That's handle the, uh, the live right. stuff. So, um, so the Titanic, there's a whole, there's a whole huge mythos that surrounds the Titanic. Um, whenever you mention it, people know some specific things. So... First of all, they know uh, they know that it was the biggest, Box most luxurious. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> you? Um, so they know. Okay, so they think of the movie as soon as you think as soon as you say Titanic, people think the movie, and then they think of what they know based on that and other things they've seen. Like you were telling me, Will, about how you, everything you know about Titanic, you know from the movie and from parodies of the uh, of the event. Yeah. Okay. So people think of the movie. They think of the biggest, grandest, most luxurious ship. They think of women and children first. They think of not enough lifeboats, half-empty lifeboats. Um, the captain going down with the ship. Um, they think of like if you know like the that the iceberg just scraped the hull. It didn't like full-on collide with it. Um, it was the biggest man-made object in the world at the time. In 1912, not just um, the biggest ship, it was the largest object and by extension, the largest moving object in the world. Okay, so um, there's 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 there is a lesson that comes along with this, which is if you're an arrogant enough dick to make something that you think is going to be the biggest, the, the, the biggest, the most luxurious don't don't for the love of God call it unsinkable. It will uh, fucking sink. It's like anytime you say like this is a thing. There's no it's way this not, can it, possibly yes. fail. Yeah. It's it, going to fail. Yeah. Okay. It, did they not learn that? Like clearly they were all supposedly like upstanding Christian men who built this ship. They clearly didn't learn from their Bible study lesson from their Bible lessons <laughs> they about take two the of each Tower channel. of Babel. <laughs> How like the Tower of Babel was high? They were try- man was trying to build a tower high enough to reach heaven, and then all of a sudden God was like, hey, "You know what? Languages." And then all of a sudden they couldn't speak each other's languages. So Babel, Titanic. Let's go back to Titanic. So um, I've been was, drinking all day. Was Titanic bigger <laughs> than the Noah, Noah's Ark? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. As far as I know, it was at least the biggest moving, uh, the biggest object in the world at the time. I am seriously answering that question, being a person who believes that Noah's Ark was actually a thing. Um, it was, I mean, Titanic was at least the biggest object, man-made object in the world at that current time. Okay? As it existed. So, um, there are some key characters involved with the Titanic. So we have the captain, who was Captain Edward Smith, um, 
uh, sometimes referred to as like E.J. Smith by his friends. Um, and he was um, he was the only he was the uh, captain of all of the White Star Line's ships. The White Star Line was the company that owned all these ships. Um, and Smith was the captain of every one of their ships up to that point. And he was the highest paid sailor in the entire world at that point. Hmm. Um, He was charming. He was gracious. Um, Everybody – when people want to sit at the captain's table, they usually want to sit at the captain's table to be – near someone who's that powerful they not only wanted they had the best food at the captain's well seat. there was that there was the there was the prestige of being seen with the captain yeah. but there was also at that point there was also the fact that he was just a great guy so um and he was just a really cool guy so there was that and in true 80s action movie fashion this was his last voyage before he was going to retire <laughs> did he tell the the like boat owner guys like I don't do that no more? And yes. like, Come on, just one more cruise. No, I ain't about that no more. And Un- then they talked him into it. Unironically, yes. Awesome. Okay. So uh then there was so the big three are, are Smith, Ismay, and Andrews. Ismay was the owner of the White Star Line. Um and he was um people paint him as a villain. People they because people want a clear cut villain, and so they think, oh well, he was the owner of the White Star Line. Um, we're going to paint him as someone who was trying to get them to go faster and get them to go faster and make this record speed. There was no way Titanic was ever going to make a record speed across the ocean because it was a giant ship. boat. <laughs> Thank you. It was built for luxury, not yeah. speed. Just like me. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> So it was – I gave a withering look to Stephanie's camera. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was live on Instagram. <laughs> so um, some person after the fact decided, oh, yeah, I totally heard him telling the, ta- the captain that we needed to go faster. Um, that <laughs> that Crazy is Stephanie. In this room. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Um <laughs> So there were a couple people who said, oh, yeah, no, I totally heard him telling uh, the captain go, to go faster and that we were going to make this record time because they, like, wanted to – because people were saying, oh, yeah, he wanted to make uh, New York by, like, a couple days earlier than anticipated to, like, make headlines. They were already making headlines because this was the biggest object in the world. They mm-hmm. were already making headlines because it was the the top of the line in luxury and sophistication and everything. So they didn't need that. Um, But they also – Ismay is also painted as a villain because people assume that he – because someone, one person said, oh, yeah, he totally just like climbed into the lifeboats and just saved himself and didn't care about anybody else. When by several eyewitness accounts, he actually sat and helped people into all the lifeboats. And then when no one else was around, then he and some other first class men got into the boats because no one else was around their part of the ship for loading. So he's not really as vilified as everyone wants him to be. But people like a villain. And so they paint Ismay as this villain. So that's J. Bruce Ismay. And then there's Andrews in the movie played by Victor Garber. Um, who is just brilliant and he's great. Um, but 
Andrews, Thomas Andrews was the builder of the ship and he owned the, um, what was it? Harland and Wolf, Harland and Wolf, uh, shipbuilding company in Belfast. Wow. So he was from Northern Ireland. So he was more of a working class guy because, um, you know, Irish and, and everything. And they the English always see the Irish as below them. So, um, Andrews helped, uh, Andrews was the architect of the ship as it were. And he was sort of pushed into making um, some of the bulkheads of the ship, which would um, be the different compartments, airtight compartments in the ship. Excuse me. He was pushed into making those much shorter than they should have been so that the first class could have more luxurious space in their War deck. room. Mm-hmm. Uh. So more room for the first class. Again, it was a luxury ship. And they weren't going for speed, so he didn't think that was going to be an issue. So... Um, they so the bulkheads dropped at least a deck too low. They if they had brought the bulkheads all the way up to where they were supposed to be, then you would have had to, then everyone who wanted to walk across the length of the ship would have had to go all the way up to the first class promenade deck and walk across and then go down again. So oh, and they weren't having none of that. No. We yeah. cannot have the lower that? class and then no. going with the upper class. Yeah. We might see a poor person <laughs> if we do that. No, and that's exactly what it was because, I mean, those are the people who let – they purposefully let third class people drown because they felt they were not the same caliber of people that the first class people were. The, this is, well, this were, is the mentality. The they time. were essentially the immigrants and like they weren't – it was a whole thing. It's just it, – it's, it's they unfortunately viewed them, and it really wasn't, And it wasn't just immigrants either. Like it was governesses. It was people who like – these were their jobs and they were like escorting people, whatever. It was people who worked there. Like they they were seen as like no better than the rats basically. So they were not allowed – I mean those are the people they locked below the decks so that they wouldn't get on the ship – on the lifeboats before the first class. Okay. So like that was a real thing that happened and you see it in the movie and you think, oh, they didn't do that. No, they did that. Absolutely. Damn. Um, it was oh, – it's chilling. That's brutal. Yeah. I mean to knowingly – Do that to another person. You're, especially, you're knowingly ba- – you're basically killing a person yeah. without killing them. Especially when they're saying women and children first but they're also locking Unless the women and children poor. below. Exactly. <laughs> you know, women and children first but only if you're – not yeah. fancy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so Andrews was sort of was was coaxed into making the bulkheads drop so that um, they only came to three meters above sea level, mm-hmm. which is like nothing. It's like the height yeah. of this room. That is yeah. so ridiculous. If a human is a, is a meter uh, about a meter and a half tall ish, it's like two people tall. That's how far the bulkheads were above sea level. <laughs> That's it. Um, so there were all these watertight compartments in the um, – so now we've talked about the, the main three. So there were these all the, – these watertight compartments in the boiler rooms and in the in the lowest of the low decks, OK? Um, now, those watertight compartments are supposed to, you know, if something gets breached, they seal up, all good to go because water can't get through in theory. In practice, what they've actually um, – there were – at first, several people didn't really know why it sank as fast as it should or they were trying to come up with other solutions as to why it did. Um, within the last year, people have found from looking at photographs um, of the ship before it launched that there was this big weird black mark all along the hull, like 30 feet long, big black mark. And they looked at it from different angles, from different pictures. And they were like, no, it's still there. It's not just a trick of the photography. It was. I got really bored and I had a sharpie. I mean, 
Don't leave me with things to draw. Stephanie in a time machine and a Sharpie can get pretty dangerous. Well, I, I mean, yeah. I was in a time machine like two yeah. episodes ago as well. Yeah. I do a lot of things in, in the past that <laughs> no one has known about. That's why the show's so accurate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because I know I was there, man. So um so what uh, academics are surmising now happened, and this actually makes a lot of sense. Um, because it would happen was that there was a coal fire in the coal bunker and one of the coal bunkers down below decks in the boil- one of the boiler rooms. And I mean those happened all the time. L- almost every ship had some kind of smoldering coal fire happening because coal, if it reaches a certain temperature, if it – you know, if something – you basically look at it wrong, at a pile of coal <laughs> wrong and it will light on fire. Hey, coal, I think you're a dick. And then all of a sudden <laughs> just, it just happens. <laughs> yeah. OK. Gets really upset. So um, now what's, what they were saying – I watched this really fascinating – a couple of really fascinating documentaries about it um, that just came out within the last year. And what they said was that um, the coal had been loaded on the ship – in Belfast, three weeks before it left Belfast to come to Southampton, where it like loaded everyone and departed. Okay, so it uh, three weeks before it left Belfast, they loaded it with coal. By the time it left Belfast, the coal was already smoldering. Mm. By the time it was leaving Southampton, it was it was a full on fire. They, oh, that's safe. Yeah. yeah. They um, – so that's why there was this big black mark in the hull was from that. And it made a, everyone who was working down in the boiler room who survived. There were a handful of people who survived from working in the boiler room because wow. they were told to go man the lifeboats and you're in charge of this lifeboat now. Go row this lifeboat. OK. That's how Fred Barrett survived. Fred Barrett who um, was a lead stoker. And he'd been on the sea for ten years. Just, yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh huh. Hey, he survived, so I'm allowed to laugh. Okay, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> he um, he is. He was also a character in the musical that I'm in, Titanic the musical. Titanic yes. the musical, yeah. which has which actually came out. I have to say this every time I mention it. Came out about a year before the movie came out, and it won the Tony for best musical six months before the movie came out. So, so it's the they OG. already knew they're like, hey, we're gonna make a movie now because the musical did so well. People give a shit. Honestly, yeah. it was probably being made at the same time the musical had premiered. So, but the musical had been being written. Yeah. So, um, but Fred Barrett is um, he's pretty fascinating because he was a lead stoker. So he was one of the people who basically his job was all day to shovel coal into the fires on Titanic to keep the steam going. They that's had to shovel not like. What I of. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why I clarified it well. <laughs> so, oh. He was one of the few third class or crew men who survived because they needed someone to row the boats. And so they were like, hey, you, get on the boats. So he gave a lot of – he testified at the hearings to determine – in the UK and in the US to determine what happened on Titanic. And what he said was he was in Boiler Room 6 when it – when it scraped the iceberg. And, of course, I've been drinking, so I'm having a hard time keeping track of what I've already said. <laughs> but um, he basically had to go inspect a whole bunch of stuff, and he then he got shoved upstairs. But he um, 
I don't remember everything I was going to say about Fred Barrett. That's okay. I'll come back to it later. I'll remember when I'm in the middle of a story about something yeah. else. So, uh, so he's a lead. So stoker. what do you do? I'll come back. To- Shut up. You just he's, like saying that. He's a lead stoker of a manly name. <laughs> Fred Barrett. Stoker. Yeah. So anyway, um, I don't remember everything I was going to say about that, but basically you distracted her. Damn it. Yeah. Kind of. So, um, did he, okay, I left for like two seconds so I could get a bottle of water. Uh, did he like whip I out com- his dick or something? Yes. Pretty much. <laughs> I oh, lost track of that's, everything. That's how he got on the boat. He said, look here, ladies. I'm getting on this boat. This is <laughs> <He's> my dick. <laughs> this is my third episode. That's why he was the lead stoker. I'm already yes. drunk. So. Well, yeah, that, that's how it works here. If you do too many episodes in a row, you get collectively <sighs> drunk. Mm-hmm. So, anyhow. Um, basically... The um, when you have that much coal, uh, you have to. They had to pour in like shovel in uh, sev- like a ton and a half of coal every day to keep the Titanic running. Damn. Um, they only, and I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to come back to why it's important later. There was a coal miner strike. When they were loading coal on the onto the Titanic, so they could only load just enough coal to get it from Southampton to the United States on exactly the trip that they wanted to make. No extra because there was a coal miner strike going on. Okay, they're so like we run out. We'll just throw some poor people in. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, we're just gonna let them drown anyway. So right. Okay. So when you have. A, uh, um, a bunker of coal that is on fire. What can you do if you're stuck in the boiler room with that and you're supposed to be shoveling coal into the fire? What can you do with that coal that's already on fire? What, shovel it in there really fast. Thank you. You shovel yeah. it in there really fast. <laughs> so, everybody, for the last... Shoveling real fast. <laughs> Stroke like you've never stuck before. <laughs> it's stroke your life depends on it. Oh, there's no R. <laughs> so that's that's an indictment. What? Yeah, both of you take a Damn fucking it. shot because it's stoke. You not know, I'll allow stroke. it to even be. A, I'll allow it to be a half shot because yeah. you were close, horny motherfuckers. So it, it's just an indick. <laughs> I mean, I prefer a dick in, but you know, that's just me. Don't we all? <laughs> Don't we all? Okay. So while they're taking their indick shots. Um, uh, that, no. Take your shot, Will. Not my, no, I just cringed really, really hard. Yeah, you Don't ever say it. that again. Don't. I think thanks, Dave. Don't ever say that again. Why you with that terminology? No, no. That, wow. If I'd have been standing, I'd have just crumpled <laughs> like a sucker punch hooker. You <laughs> did this to yourself, Dave. Right. He, he so, walked in the room. So they're shoveling coal into the fire as fast as humanly possible to just to get the fire to be put out. Okay. And Trico has taken his shot. Did Will take his shot? Will has yeah. taken his shot. Well, good, great, thank good you. Good job, guys. Congrats. Way to uh, fuck it up. <laughs> That's what she said. What she said. Um, <laughs> we commandeered the bell since you weren't here. <laughs> uh, okay. So people have wondered for literally 100 years, why were they going that fast? And... Everybody thought because of, like, somebody said, oh, I totally heard Ismay tell the captain that we needed to go faster so we could make this record time. That was never going to happen, A. B, 
um, that only like a couple of people said that. And eyewitness accounts are not actually very accurate, and, mm-hmm. as we've learned. <laughs> so, huh, who yeah. knew? Right. Um, and people just love a villain, so they wanted to paint Ismay as that. So um, that's really the most plausible reason for why the Titanic was going as fast as it was when it didn't need to. Um, and if they wanted to stop and put out the coal fire before starting up again, what's the problem with that? What's the problem with that? Um, lighters had not been invented yet. Okay. You weren't here for this. You were. You hmm. were. They only had enough coal it, just it, to coal get strike. Coal strike. Coal strike. They oh, only, had, strike. Oh, yeah. they only yeah. had enough coal. So they didn't have enough coal to restart the ship. It just They had start it and then keep it going. And they just, they just had enough to keep it going, not to stop and restart again. Hmm. So they had to keep it going. They didn't really have a choice. Okay. So that's one reason why it's positive that it was it was full steam ahead at that point. Okay. Um, so there's that. There's um, why did the water com- watertight compartments fail? Well, if there was a fire, several of the crew members uh, noted in their excuse me in their hearing that they had seen the wall get red hot behind the coal fire. I mean, that coal fire had been burning for a full month by the time Titanic was launched. A month. Are there 9-11 conspiracy theorists about the Titanic? That coal fires don't burn that high? Um, <laughs> I am... Uh, Ted Woods asked me that last night when I was drunk texting him about this. Awesome. Um, but I am actually going on Casey's podcast to talk about Titanic conspiracy theories. Oh. The old case, new Casey going on old Casey's show. <laughs> <laughs> very Inception, full full circle, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, But the the wall had gotten red hot because I mean steel was not as high quality as it is today. Think about it, a hundred and what was it, hundred and five years ago, steel was not as high quality as it is today, and they didn't use the highest quality steel. Like metallurgists have looked at looked at it and they have said this was not the highest quality they could have used. But it was what they could do to get the job done. So not the highest quality steel. And um, the the fire had been burning for a month. Like it's just a smoldering fire that you can't really put out. Okay. So they it had been just sitting against this wall in the coal bunker. So that's where that big black streak came from in those photos that people are talking about. And... It had compromised the integrity of one of the watertight compartment walls. So the watertight compartment wall is supposed to come down. And you see it in the movie, for those of you who have seen the movie, mm-hmm. when they're, like, going through and they go through and then the water, then the door closes, slams closed. And, oh, no, foot almost gets stuck in there. No, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> so um, the watertight com- one of the watertight compartment walls had been one of the key walls from one of the places that first flooded one of the boiler rooms. I don't remember which. Um, and I'm not looking it up because, no. Because um, <laughs> the booze. Because <laughs> you can watch the documentary yourself. But they, um, it had basically bent so that it was like dinged, like it was folded almost. So you couldn't get a seal on that. So water just started coming right in. So that's where it started, where the problem started. That's why water kept coming in faster and faster. They couldn't slow down the ship so that they couldn't avoid the iceberg as fast as they wanted to. And that's, I mean, the fire explains a lot of things. And honestly, we may never know exactly why. 
Um, but this is probably this, this is the best argument that they have now as to why just an iceberg took down this big ship. And it should have because it should have taken on some water and then been able to stay afloat long enough for Carpathia to reach them to mm-hmm. pick up passengers. That was the whole point. They were like, oh, no, that, that was why people were not freaking out. We look back at it <laughs> we'll and we think, no, no, seriously, though, we, we look back on it and we think, well, why didn't they just like fr- they, they should have been freaking out and they should have just like evacuated right away. Because in theory, if that coal fire had not happened and weakened the infrastructure of the ship, then it would have been able to retain enough water and, and just just barely keep it there so that they could have waited for someone to come pick them up. Plus, they were all talking like this, see? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> As everyone because should. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, so that's that's the latest theory, and I watched a documentary on it yesterday. It was really fascinating. Um, and then I drunk texted Ted Woods about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Ted Woods. Hi, Ted Woods. Um, so, but there are some... Uh, really cool characters that were like people that were really that were on the Titanic that survived like I would never have expected like someone who worked in the boiler rooms to have actually survived right but Fred Barrett survived hmm. and a couple of the a couple of the other ones did because they they got out of there in time and they needed someone to row the boats so Fred Barrett was able to give us testimony. Someone's got to row the boats. I will throw myself on that hand <laughs> yeah, and right? row the yeah. boats to save um, all these people. other people, <laughs> the higher class. Right. Harold Harold Bride, who who was the wireless uh, telegraph operator at the time, he um, he also gave testimony about what happened on that night, and he had he was in the telegraph room for. Like until about ten minutes before the ship went under, and then finally someone came in and was like, "Get the hell out of here!" And so he busted out and like hopped out and got on a lifeboat. Um, yeah, he was like sex <laughs> telegraph. I'm like, I'm like telegraph of like you know we're going down. See, <laughs> yeah. Um, with the oh, lifeboats. Geez. So the first thing I started obsessing over when I found out that Avon Players was doing Titanic the Musical, I was like, I'm going to Google everything. So I just... <laughs> Thank you, Google. I went down a Wikipedia hole, and um, it was great. <laughs> and so now I know a lot about the lifeboats. So... Um, why were there not enough lifeboats? Because it was a luxury ship, and one there were a lot of reasons. The um, safety precautions at the time were not what they would be today, clearly, n- with anywhere. I mean, you think about, like, the meatpacking industry, um, with, like, Upton Sinclair having to write the jungle in order to get people to, like, listen to what the issues were in the meatpacking industry. You've got, like, factory conditions. So mm-hmm. Titanic, the safety precautions were not what they needed to be. And they automatically thought that because there were if every for every watertight compartment that you added, that meant there had to be fewer lifeboats, or there could be fewer lifeboats, because oh. that meant it was more likely to stay afloat. L- logic, right? yeah, retarded yeah. logic. Okay, better safe than sorry. Like yeah. over prepare people. Right. Yeah, basically. Jeez. So um, you've got sixteen lifeboats. Uh, no, technically you have 20 lifeboats. You have 16 full lifeboats that can fit, like, 70 people in them. Like, those lifeboats could fit a lot of people in them. 
but the crew had not been trained on that. And the crew looked at those lifeboats and they thought, man, if we fill these full, they're going to break. Or tip over or However, something. However, right. they didn't know. They had not been trained on it. They didn't know that all those lifeboats were lined with steel and they were not going to break. So they didn't know. That's why everyone <laughs> thought. That's why they were going down half full. And this is why McDonald's has that really shitty video yeah. to teach you how to wash your hands. Because just in case you didn't know, this could save somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why you have all those stupid training videos hey, If I now. have to have a tag on my hair dryer that says, do not use and shower. There we go. That means that some <laughs> moron tried to use it in the, the shower. Yep. And soon. Yep. <laughs> Basically. So you've got, the, you've got the, the 16 main lifeboats that are not um, being filled to capacity. Almost, almost none of them were filled to capacity because people thought they were going to break. Um, you've got four collapsible lifeboats that were more like giant rafts mm-hmm. um, that could fit maybe 35 people on them, 40 people maybe. And two of those did not get used because they were just stored in wildly inconvenient places. Thanks, Damn Franco. it, Trike! Sorry. I thought your phone didn't work. The screen doesn't work, the rest of it. So he doesn't know who's calling him now to interrupt yeah. the show. <laughs> so. <laughs> Whoever just called Trico. Man. No, actually, it's your fault, Trico. Uh, I need to get this train fixed, like, after, after the show. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you've got four collapsible lifeboats. Co- speak. Four collapsible lifeboats that were, like, vest, uh, rafts. What is wrong with me? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of them was stored like on top of the uh, on top of the bridge, like on top of the the captain, like the the like the plate, the bridge, like the place where people steer the boat. Okay, (laughs) you got it. You know, I'm I'm proud of you. Bridge. What is it? Whatever. Steer the boat, but that's not important right now. (laughs) No, but it's it's it was stored on top of there, so by the time they needed it, they couldn't get it down from there because they didn't have the equipment to get it down from there. So they only could use two of the collapsible lifeboats. One of them they got down and it just floated away. Oh <laughs> my god. They couldn't. Oh my god. It's time. It's like <laughs> It's like That's like one of the worst fucking things I've ever heard I know. in my life. You're like, "Oh, we got it." Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god. It's sick. like watching Will drop a piece of pizza on the ground. Oh. <laughs> Oh. 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 Yes. results in crying for that <laughs> <laughs> human lives much like people I know yeah you know that, that's what happens when we get drunk and talk about history and <laughs> oh my god human lives get reduced to little side Ugh. note jokes it's fine so um <laughs> What are they going to do? Write us a letter? <laughs> oh, maybe. Uh, fair point. But the uh, but those were one of the ones that uh, Ismay, the owner of White Star Line, escaped on. Was he – well, escaped. People say escaped and I say escaped because that's, again, like part of the whole mythos is he has to be the villain because he, – He went to safety as yeah. other people did. It's yeah. It's escape. You're no. trying he, not to die. And he was so – I mean, I can't even imagine what it would have been like to be there back then. And he, um, and he helped people get onto lifeboats. And then when there was nobody, like nobody was there, he's like, "I guess I'm gonna get on this." So he left, and he resigned as the president of the White Star Line, and basically lived the rest of his life in obscurity after that. Ah, yeah. Um, 
Thomas Andrews, who is the ship's architect, went down with the ship. But uh, again, part of the mythos is that someone said, oh, I totally saw him like hanging out by the fireplace in the Grand Salon. And he was just like musing and just like looking into the fire and being like, what could I have done differently? But um, no, in reality, he was helping people get onto the lifeboats all the way until the ship sank. Um so sorry, Which, that, it make for as interesting a story, but like no, it, he was actually makes, a better person. It, was, it makes for a better story. Like he saved lives mm-hmm. and he put his life last. Yeah. Which is not a human instinct. No. We and all want to live. So anybody who does that yeah. is basically a superhero. Yeah. And if you watch if you watch the movie and like it's Victor Garber's character again, you can totally see like that character doing something like that. That's one thing they do really great in the movie is the characterizations of Andrews and the captain is may not so much, but um, apparently when they made the movie, everybody like the historians were telling James Cameron, yeah, um, Ismay wasn't really like this. He wasn't like a slimy guy. And Cameron was like, look, this is what people expect. It's a it's Hollywood what, movie. It's a Hollywood movie. Dramatic it's what they, license. Thank look you. it up. Exactly. Like, it's <laughs> right. what people want to see. We got to do it. So, and that actually dates back to, um, Mostly to the Nazi movie about the Titanic that came out in the 40s, 30s, 40s, um, where the Nazis actually created a movie about the Titanic where, I mean, the whole focus was clearly not on, like, historical accuracy, but the focus was on, like... The Nazis are awesome! <laughs> the focus was ah, on... stupid British can't build the boats. <laughs> <laughs> it was on, like, wow, look at these British people. Aren't they arrogant? Aren't they greedy? Right. Like, that was their whole vilifying thing. vilifying them. Yeah. So it was this big Nazi propaganda film. And someone also made a documentary about it called Nazi Titanic, which I want to see. <laughs> Nazi so. Titanic. It yeah. sounds like something that should be on Netflix, and it's like a C movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not even a B movie. Yeah. It's a C movie. Basically. So, um, what are some real things? It's like an if X-Files you... mashup episode yeah. is what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just knocked my mic over. Um, but I'm going to use this as a plug now. Thank you. Um, I'm in a production of Titanic the Musical, which I already, I just talked about, right? I yeah, just a little bit. You might have mentioned it, yeah. Just <laughs> once, once or twice? Yeah, maybe, once? Maybe eight, eight to once. twelve. I mean, in this episode, no, okay, no, but I'm serious. <laughs> is, in it this the, episode, is it the Revlon players? About, yes, actually, <laughs> no. It's the Avon players. Maybe we're she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's Maybelline. Um, yeah. And well, I just don't remember if I talked about it in this episode because I talked about it. In I the think other you ones. did once, and, but for a brief second. Okay. You That's all. Me shit, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm like the only person Stephanie. here who's like okay, genuine. No, she's taking me seriously. I forget. I yeah. forget that Stephanie is the only one who takes me seriously. Say, ever. Do you see my face? Do you so, see my concern now? Like, what? What did I do? I do? So, um, was it me? <laughs> so, um, it's a really cool production, um, and it includes, unlike the movie, which focuses main. It include the movie includes real characters and real people, but it focuses on two fictional characters. Mm-hmm. The focus of the musical, which came up before the movie, is more on the real people involved with it. Andrews, Captain Ismay, um, other like real life, like first class passengers, real stories that happen to people in the in the second and third class that are just sort of. Those stories are sort of combined into sort of amalgamations of, of, of characters. Like uh, my character, who's a second-class woman, American woman, who's really, like, gossipy, and she loves the first class, and she's obsessed with celebrity of the first class. And 
my character is Alice Bean and my husband's name is Edgar Bean. And we were actually based off of a real couple from England. Um, but they were like Edward and what was it? Lucille? No, Edward Bean and his wife. I don't remember. I'm drunk. Sorry. <laughs> and, but it's sort of she like had their name, name yeah. their name and their class plus other stories of other people who lived. And so, that's really cool. Um, yeah. I, I think it sounds and really like, interesting. And like front row. Yeah. Front row for you. Front row and, for me because I take her seriously. Yeah. Duh. And like Fred Barrett, the, the lead star. Stoker, thank you, <laughs> is a main character, and he's got a kick-ass song about how he thinks about that they're going too fast, it. but he's just going to do what he's told. <laughs> stoke it to the east, um, stoke it to the left. Oh, my God. And, like, Harold Bride, who runs the, the telegraph office, and Fleet, who's the lookout. Like, the three of them have some cool stuff. Um, Fleet, like, make enemas? Isn't it, like, a thing? I've never had one, so I don't know. I, I haven't had one either, but I feel like I saw like some weird commercial on YouTube about fleet right. animals. What? Delightful. Yeah. That seems like a weird thing to advertise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and they include, okay, so you know in the movie there's the old couple who like, they like hold each other and they're like lying in bed and they're, and they're like the water's coming up over mm-hmm. them. Okay, so that was a real couple and um, I, Ida and Isidore Strauss who, um, they owned Macy's department store and they were in first class, clearly. Uh, they owned Macy's department store. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they were actually, in reality, they were last seen just like sitting in some like deck chairs on the deck, just holding hands. That was the last place they were seen. So, it, And they it, have a kick-ass duet in the show after they decide to both stay on the ship when the last lifeboats leave about how they how they loved each other then and they always will. And it's it's very sad. And oh, my God, I'm going to cry. It's so romantic. It's great. I love it. Ugh. So in, in musical, how many acts is dedicated to people being drowned in the cars? So the... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. So there's... There's two acts in in music. Musicals are different from plays in that in musicals you've got first act, then intermission, intermission, then second act. Yeah, plays you can have like five acts, whatever. Okay, so you've got scenes within those acts, but it's like usually musicals last about two, two and a half, like two and a half hours. Um, so the first act, the first half of this mu- of the Titanic musical is pre iceberg, right? End Building of the first the act. They hit the iceberg. Beginning of the second act is everything else. Um, and it's pretty cool the way it's all laid out. And I'm not going to give away about too much. It's so. Like the historical characters, you can look up yourselves and find out what happens to them. But like with my character, who's sort of a combination of things, and with like the third class and second class passengers, like just wait and see the show. It's really cool. Um, there's some gorgeous music and we've got a really great cast. Um, there's a, there's only about 20 people in our cast. And so everyone plays like two or three characters. I'm not one of them. Just so you know. <laughs> so it can't be a really great cast. What's it can the, be a mostly great cast. What's the, what's the day of the show? Uh, what? <laughs> When's the show? When's the show? Uh, September 8th through the 23rd at Avon Players in Rochester, Michigan. And you can buy, uh, by the airing of this episode, you'll be able to buy your tickets online at avonplayers.org. Michigan peeps, get on it. Yeah. So we I love am. local theater. We support local theater. I'm going to get a yeah, press pass for the dress rehearsal. You should. Oh my God, <laughs> that'd be it. great. Yeah. 
Do it. Well, thank you so much yeah. for coming on and talking about the Titanic, dude. That was awesome. Yeah. I learned a lot. I only ever saw the movie. I never... And, oh, I saw James Cameron searching for the Titanic, like, when he went down and <laughs> down into the depths with his camera and stuff. But, I mean, I'm kind of obsessed with, like, shipwrecks. There's some really cool ones um, in, like, Superior. Yo, it's one of the cool yeah, things yeah, yeah, about yeah. living. I mean, it's not cool people died that shitty, but now looking it's, again, back... It's part of, like, the Michigan history. mythos. Yeah. 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 Lake Superior is, like, a wealth of just the bones of old ships. Right. And like the more kind of I was obsessed with it. the more I was looking Sweet. up about like the actual history of Titanic and like what actually happened and the theories and everything. At first I was like, oh it's kind of a bummer that like this happened cuz now like the musical and the movie are like irrelevant and I'm like, you know what? No, they're still like this it's important to have those as part of the whole mythos of Titanic because what's more like yes it's important to have the facts but people love a good story. Right. And that's what people carry with them. So Cool. Yeah. So and on that note, me. it's time to thanks, Dave. Pop, <laughs> pop out the plug. Once again, my mouth is here for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never get sick of hearing that. <laughs> oh, neither do I. <laughs> All right, Ellie. Oh, hey. I mean, I know you just plugged the Avon players oh, yeah, and Titanic in September, but sure. if there's anything else you want to plug. Um, so yeah, avonplayers.org. Um, and you can check out my Instagram at real Kiki Elise, R E A L Kiki Elise. Um, I'm friends with Steph and you I'm, are. I am. <laughs> I'm friends with Will Love Pizza. It's Will Loves true. Pizza <laughs> and uh, Podcast Detroit as well. Um, I don't have an Instagram. Insta is where it's at. Yeah. Let's just be honest. I know, I tried You're missing tag out. Basically. Oh. <laughs> I, I love that meme that was floating around yesterday. You're not a model. You're a whore with an Instagram account and 47 filters. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's me! Shit. <laughs> Shit. I just realized what I I'm doing to, with my life. I try not to use filters very much on my Instagram, so follow me for the real goods, okay? The, the real uh, goods. <laughs> Thanks, Draco. Appreciate that. Um, and since I didn't do it last time, I'll plug uh, Snake Oil Comics for Dev since he's not here. We miss you, Dev. We miss you, Dev. Miss but, you, Dev. But I'm not plugging Snake Oil Horror because fuck Gary. Oh, and is that what it is? Fuck Gary and fuck Steve. Yeah. Like, I am enjoying fuckery that I we have going on. I loved Snake Oil Horror, and now like I can't fucking listen to it anymore because fucking Gary. So fuck you, Gary. What upsets me is that somebody who has a horror podcast has not had me on as a guest. Yeah, because I am upset. I write horror and I watch horror. Like I'm obsessed with horror. And you're a hot chick. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Here for you. You're so sweet, babe. <laughs> so yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of upset that I've never been on Snake Oil Horror, but I, apparently I don't get to be. They're on hiatus. Stephanie is not begging to be on Snake Oil Horror, by the way. I'm just She's asking, just saying, like, just I'm just, saying. yeah, basically just saying. There's a re- there's a reason I should be. Yeah, she's not bitter though. No, <laughs> I'll get you booked on my buddy's horror podcast. There we go. <laughs> good. See, Will's a good friend. Yeah. Thank you, Will. All right, well, I'm going to plug myself, <laughs> as always. Again, the premium content of the site. Pretty kinky. <laughs> Love it. It's on the dark web, but, you know. Uh, com. all my stuff's on there. Shot a History Book is on there, which mm. is also on Amazon.com. Yeah. And there's a link on our website, yeah. which is shotofhistory.com, where if you click on it, 
We get to double dip. We double dip. Yeah. So it's just like double dipped ice cream. I mean, like, yeah. why wouldn't you want to do that? Exactly. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, stephaniemenard.com, shadowhistory.com. That's it. Cool. Um, I'll plug our sponsors, uh, historytees.net. Use promo code SOH16 and uh, save some money on a sweet, sweet history tea. Um, and use the link for Audible on our website and go on to Audible and get a really cool history book for your listening eyes. <laughs> That's all we got. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so am I closing the show again? Okay, and, like and until... Oh, wait, oh, sorry, Will. My Will plugs? Oh, yeah. You know Last time you went first, so I just got confused. Yeah, Stephanie. Let yeah. Will give his plugs. <laughs> My first time yeah, on this show to. ever was just yeah, me so. coming and doing plugs. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey! Yeah, I just walked into the studio. You guys are like, come here, come here. And we're ending the show. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we saw you walk in, and we were like, we wanted you to plug your stuff. So... Um, so top rope review, professional wrestling podcast every four p.m. on podcast well, Detroit I mean, every it's, Sunday. It's a podcast about professional wrestling. It's not really a professional wrestling podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> we, don't, we don't wrestle on the podcast, although I would love it if we did. <laughs> there is a belt. I'll wrestle yes. anyone. I, I, I would watch that. I would participate in that, and I would win. Yeah, I'll wrestle probably. Stephanie, and then uh, I want to promote right. uh, Kitty Pool Baby Oil next week. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and then uh, scarlandgraves.com. They are a kind of a straight edge um, goth clothing company. They sponsor uh, Top Rope Review, so use Top Rope Ten get ten percent off. They got some pretty sweet T shirts, tanks, yeah. um, suns out, guns out. So you know, yeah. hey, you know what? <laughs> send me the link because I'm all about that life. Yeah, I'll send you. They have some Not good stuff. the straight edge part. And you need to tan your guns. So I don't want to. No, <laughs> we have porcelain skin. We don't <laughs> keeping this. We're tan keeping this guns. tan free. I don't tan. I burn. Yeah. I turn into a, a. I turn into a California raisin. My arms it is are darker. Disgusting. Nothing else gets darker. This doesn't look dark, but like it's darker than. The oh, rest I have. I now wear this every single day. With this or something like it mm-hmm. over everything. I'm not getting a weird farmer's tan. It's not yeah. happening. That's what I got. Yeah. Everything's gonna I be pasty. One, one arm's tan. One arm's not. Yeah. <laughs> See, Hanging out the window. Is this driving? Yeah. Driving. Yeah. yeah. Aww, you're so good. <laughs> Is that the end of the show? All right. Uh, no, anything else? <laughs> no, that's all I got now. All right. Sorry that I tried to prematurely end the show before yeah. Will <laughs> got no his No likes a premature off. ending. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, there's so, a woman trying to prematurely end it. <laughs> Shoot. I, my bad. <laughs> Can't help myself. So until next time, I'm Stephanie. I'm Trey. I'm Ellie. I'm Will. I'm still not deaf. <laughs> Love you, Dev. I'm so bummed out about it. I am. I've, I've been trying. I want to be more Dev. I want to be more. I haven't lived up to my full Dev. <laughs> dev potential. Neither is Dev. My Dev potential. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag Dev potential. <laughs>